0: Now, here comes today's powerful word. It is your word. So grab your Bibles, pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the City of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed.
1: I'm told the Kitwe branch has joined us today. Give them a hand. Can we also give a hand to our Livingstone Viewing Center? And then, Kasama, when they are watching the recording, can you give them a hand? I'm not sure which other centers are watching today. And of course, our virtual church. Give them a hand. Praise the Lord. Now, today's service is interesting because um, it's not that you get a service coming in a dream and this one came in a dream and in the dream I was being told set it for as soon as possible yeah yesterday we're in the Lord delights to see the work begin Today, I wanna talk about six expressions of power. Now, this is as summarized a teaching as I can give. When I say as summarized, I literally mean, um, my God, it's summarized. I'm not saying it won't be powerful. What I'm saying is keep coming to church because after some weeks, um, I'll probably come back and we'll look at power for a while. But today let's, you'll be amazed that if the summary is like this, (laughs) so six expressions, of power. Ephesians 1.16 He says, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. When a prayer is recorded in the Bible, you might want to pay attention to it because perhaps these are some of the prayers we can categorize as apostolic prayers because this was the prayer He never stopped giving for the church. Let's continue. Verse 17. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. If you've attended some of our teachings, how would we put that in the Greek? May give to you the numa of Sophia and apocalypsis in the gnosis <laughs> <ethicnosis. laughs> of him. So you go tell somebody I know some Greek. Now, today is one of those services where I'm using like six Greek words. So that's why I really want you to pay attention. I'm using about six of them. I rarely use them, just in case, but sometimes just for control. So then verse 17, <laughs> verse 18. Now, what happens when you receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation? That the eyes of your understanding, being enlightened or being flooded with light. How oh, of you know what I'm talking about when I talk about light? Then what happens when you are flooded with light? That you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. So when you are flooded with light, you know. Then what happens next? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? Notice this. Believers must come to a place of knowledge of what is the exceeding greatness of God's power towards them that believe. Praise God. Yesterday, when I was teaching, I told them you can't separate light from power. I mentioned that if you are to be very technical, the sun is really a ball of fire. And the stronger the power, the more it shines. The more you move from the little light of yours to this great light of mine. <laughs> That light which Jesus says, don't put it under the table, let your light shine before men that they may give praise to God. Let's continue. So God wants us to know what is the exceeding greatness of his power. And an example of the expression of this power is found in verse 20. This is the same power that he used. He worked it in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in heavenly places. And guess what? He is far above, not near, not just a little bit, not slightly. He is far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named. Not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And gave him head to be and gave him to be head over the church, which is his body. The exceeding greatness of his power. I want us to see six expressions of power in the scriptures. Now, the reason why sometimes we go to the Hebrew and to the Greek is because English can be a very limited language sometimes in the sense that there are more words in these other languages than in English. So sometimes you have the same word being used in English, but it means different things in other languages. Or should I say it's better expressed in other languages? If you wanted to know, that's why the Amplified Version of the Bible is written. I'll give you an example. Um, How do you say, Ichikonko, in English ok serious again, it's frustration can you literally compare frustration to Ichikonko <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes there's more emphasis, Jabu what was that song we we're singing, which one, "Aha, uh-huh, that one um, let me give you an example how do you directly translate this to English? Why don't you just say lelo <laughs> nintemua? Okay, try to directly translate paushikuwa lelo nintemua. Let me hear. Sorry? On what? On what? most likely if you are to make it an English song, (laughs) you might just say today. (laughs) What am I trying to say? There are certain expressions that sometimes are better expressed in the Hebrew and the Greek and sometimes we can't avoid it completely. Mm -hmm. So this sermon is an appetizer to show you God's picture of you. Number one. As a matter of fact, I've just checked my notes. It's seven expressions of power. <laughs> Number one, Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. Give me from the KJV. Deuteronomy 8 and verse 18. The Bible says, But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant which he swore unto thy fathers, as it is this day. The Hebrew word used there is koa. Media will give it to us. And it means great in ability. Great in ability. That means that And if you've studied the nation of Israel, you'll notice that this has still been in manifestation today. I can give you a moment for that, feel free. We'll give them a moment, I'm just bringing in a few more people. Now when you study the nation of Israel, you notice this is still there today. Praise God. Now, till today, you'll notice that the nation of Israel, the manner in which it was able to produce farm products remained a wonder considering the location of where they were in the desert. So what was God telling them? Always remember me because I'm the one who gave you the core to produce wealth. That's why Isaac could sow seed in a farm mine and reap a hundred fold. I don't know if you're getting my point. That's why somebody can be, you find a, a place can be in the middle of a recession but then there's someone who's just got core. He's got these abilities. The word core literally means Capacity to produce capacity to produce fruits to produce substance to produce wealth and it includes all the gifts that's the natural and the supernatural ones that you need to excel in your work and in turn produce fruits of abundance to share with others that's that's what the word core means so God is saying you should always thank me because I'm the one who gives you the ability to produce wealth. Oh God. How many of you believe that that's your word today? If you don't want it, please, I don't mind your portion. (laughs) Say my hands hands have the abilities to produce produce wealth. Say my mind mind has has the ability to produce wealth. So as power is flowing, for some you notice power will flow as an idea. For some you notice power will flow (laughs) as a TXN. I know what I'm talking about. For some power will flow as an opportunity. For some you notice that power will flow as a contract that will come up that's how power will flow God is granting special abilities Amen. to produce and this word core, you can link it to another word in the New Testament which is but it's still on the same point iskus <laughs> meaning the ability and competence to do something the ability and competence to do something for example the ability to lead or the ability to manage it's more spiritual than you think. I'll give you a personal example. I can lead a team two or three times my age without dishonoring any of them and none of them would dishonor me because God has granted the ability. You'll find this one in First Peter chapter 4 and verse 11. It says, if anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability, that's iskus, which God supplies. That in all things, God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Perhaps in this series, we'll go deeper in looking at how you can materialize each of them. For example, if God has given you the grace for administration, how do you grow it? How do you utilize it? Or if God has given David the grace for dominion, how does he turn it into a business opportunity that will give him the king's daughter and his family will never pay taxes just by him doing what he's been graced to do, which is killing Goliath? (laughs) No, notice David didn't just say I'll kill him for you. <laughs> he goes and says, So what will be done for the man? Wow. His spiritual abilities were converted. And in converting those spiritual abilities, his family never had to pay taxes again. Praise God. And that was before he was king. They never had to pay taxes because he converted the spiritual ability and made some money. Praise God. <laughs> You look like you're crying out for this series. Yeah. They gave you iskus on the screen, right? Okay. Number two, like I said, today I'm giving you expressions, and I'm mainly using the Greek. Number two is the word euperio. And this means the channels through which people do things effectively. These channels can mean resources, finances, equipment, buildings, facilities. These are called means, like the means. If you've done a bit of economics, a bit of development studies, all those things, that word means won't be strange to you. The means to be able to actualize things. I'll give you an example. It's one thing to want to host a crusade with one million people and just preach the gospel to them. It's another thing to have the financial ability to do it, the technical ability to do it, the administrative ability to do it, And it's an area that God wants us to grow in as a church. I want you to observe this. In the scriptures, when you read the book of Acts, what's one of the first things that happened when people got saved? The means increased. People should realize this. I was teaching this to, (laughs) on Friday night, I was having a session with pastors. I was invited by Pastor Daniel, and I was training the pastors in training. And I was teaching on... I taught on the acronyms for pastor. It was one of the things I taught. So I taught P for productivity, A for administration. Now what I said about administration was this. You must realize that in the early church, when their numbers increased, it didn't mean their numbers in a service increased. It meant their numbers in the community increased because they were not necessarily having services like we do. They were living as a community. Have you noticed that? So they went from being a community of 120 to being a community of 3,120. That's why by the time you're reaching Acts chapter 6 when they were appointing deacons, the deacons were sort of like, like, like maybe like ward counselors of that community. Because when they were appointing deacons, it was because food, which was supposed to be given to widows, there was a fight between one sect of widows, the Hellenist Jews and the other Jews. One sect was saying, we're not being given enough. The other sect was saying, us, they just give us beans. The other ones were saying, no. <laughs> so, that's what was, so that was the role of the deacons, to manage those things. So meaning, what I explained is that for pastoring, administration is key and the first thing that god did was increase their means what happened suddenly people just felt like selling their possessions and bringing all the money and they would bring the money to the apostles feet and what stayed happening they could now have a community so the first thing that increased were their means their financial abilities increased and then you notice that even their administrative abilities increased and I remember teaching that Jesus' disciples were managers. How do you think? Have you ever just had a gathering at home of 20 people and you have to feed the 20 people and they're all hungry?
0: <laughs>
1: have you, I've, I've, okay, I've not done that, but I've watched my wife do it. Yeah. And <laughs> even the look on her face will change. she be like, duh. And then she'll have to like manage the situation. (laughs) I don't know if you're getting my point. (laughs) Maybe it's a buffet. You counted everyone will get one piece. Someone gets five. (laughs) Then you technically start managing. Now I want you to imagine the disciples managed five thousand people eating. Five thousand, and that's just the men alone. And even found. And Jesus still said, "Get the baskets and get the leftovers, so that nothing is goes to waste." That's serious management. Those are, (laughs) so there are means. There is, there are certain things that, I'll, I'll use an example as a church. I've noticed that there are certain things that as our means increase, we are also able to do. I don't know if you're getting my point. For example, yesterday we had a meeting in Kafue, Right? We went there to serve them. As it stands, I haven't checked any records. I have no idea what um, the offering collected that side was. Reason being, whatever offerings were collected had nothing to do with the planning for the meeting. We just went to serve them and planned everything else ourselves meaning the means had increased and when the means increase even your sendability levels with God increase because God can wake you up today and say go to South Africa and do this that needs means so when power manifests it also manifests as means where means increase sometimes what a person needs right now for their life to change may be a car I'm telling you. No, I'm telling you. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, you know, (laughs) this is a church. Let's be realistic. (laughs) Let's be be honest. Jesus sent the disciples to go get a donkey for him. So that he can ride (laughs) into... (laughs) And as God is increasing means, you'll be amazed some of the testimonies we'll be hearing. And you know, sometimes we may think people. We, we, you may think God doesn't take such things seriously. God takes even the smallest of things seriously. Once upon a time at COL, when we first started, I think there were like four or five cars. Four or five. Like you, you know, we knew everyone's car. I'm telling, no, like we knew everyone's car and which car was for what. So, for example, for me, I had to be picked up because my red car, my little red car is the one that used to carry the instruments and that thing worked (laughs) so it's the one that used to carry the instruments and then I was replaced I think by Zaga or something (laughs) I think Zaga used to carry the instruments and all that kind of stuff but what I'm saying is um, we knew all of them then one morning I woke up to a dream and in the dream I'd come to church and it was filled with a lot of cars like a lot of them and I'm like, ah, God, God also cares about these things so I said praying, Lord and then my tongues changed, I was praying ka 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's why have you noticed let's be honest, have you noticed how many testimonies you hear of cars here in case you think it's, it's, it's not a coincidence there are a lot of testimonies somehow they just felt like buying you a car somehow you just found a car at a cheap price I've spoken to, like, a lot of people who... Maybe a car with... Who was joking to fear? the one who was me that testimony. The one for a car with... Is it, I don't know, 200? Bought it at, what, 60 or 80? Or something like that. I, I'm not even joking. Like, crazy. One time. Who remembers that time? Um, when... Before we were pastoring a church, when we were pastoring a WhatsApp group. And then... Anyway, things used to happen in my group. Don't, don't look at me like this. I've been an admin of a WhatsApp group for. I had the most organized WhatsApp group that I've ever heard of. And I remember I d- we had declared like a week or two of miracles or something like that. And then one of the gentlemen was in New Zealand. He goes to the shop and then this person just comes and says, ah, I just feel like giving all my things and buying new ones. Do you want this TV? Yes. Do you want this sofa? Yes. Do I said, God isn't me. <laughs> And then there was one crazy one. Um, you've heard the song, uh, apa pene, apa pene. You know, I'm not the one who wrote it. I got the expression, but I was not the first one to write it. It was a person from one of the groups, and they were not from Zambia. I just told them what it meant, and then I think they experienced a miracle. The miracle that they experienced is this. They <laughs> that week was crazy. God had inspired them to send an offering through in Zambia, and they were believing God for um, just some financial breakthroughs. And then they went to the bank to pay off. There's a loan they used to service every week. How many remember that testimony? And then she goes to the bank to service it. And then she was told, No, you came through earlier. Like, What are you talking about? Like we saw you, you walked in, you came through, you paid. I'm not even joking and so she didn't believe it and went to another branch to confirm and another branch to confirm and for sure we don't know whether it was an angel look I don't whether an angel or the four living creatures or <laughs> we don't know all we know is that the bank said she walked in and paid that amount she was supposed to pay so god can use supernatural means as expressions of power think about it How did that person just accept to give Jesus the donkey? They said, when they asked, just say the master needs it. Boom, donkey. (laughs) Jesus needed, for Jesus to do the Passover, the means that were needed is that they needed a venue. Just tell the disciples, go this side, you find this person, and then tell them to prepare, go prepare the upper room. That's the one I'll use for my last supper. How? It means the power was available to create means for those things. There was a need for taxes. How come Jesus says, look, go in the river, put your, your hook, remove the fish, remove a coin. I'm not even sure if a fish can digest a coin. <laughs> there were means and those means were made available by the power of God. Do you see why it says he wants us to know the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe? There's power towards you. God's power is working for you. And the reason I'm sharing this is because I don't want you to think power is just about falling and standing up. There is more. <laughs> Somebody say, "You pooro yo. Because poor yo. eh, I can chokem. I'm a zina. <laughs> <laughs> just be hearing. Hey, stop calling me. don't call me I'm Luci you. I know the zero student No, what's the name of your firstborn? <laughs> no, <laughs> the name of my first born is um Exousia. Speaking of exousia, number three, exousia. Hey! I said hey! Now, exousia is a Greek word that means authority. Now, authority is interesting. I would do like a serious teaching on this. But first, I want you to see one example where do you remember when Satan was tempting Jesus and he says bow down to me because all these things have been given to me and I can give them to whoever I wish the word he used was exousia because at that point through the Adamic connection Satan had received authority with regards to the earth which Jesus got back and gave us that's why Satan has no permission to decide your, your times and seasons. No, I want to do all, but you know, the devil is working. The devil. Start working yourself. Start working. Start working. Let them be complaining in hell. No, we want to be bewitching that family. But my prayers, your faith. As if God.
0: I'm
1: yeah. forgetting my point. When you come to a place where when you're casting out devils, they even give you a t- look like... Ah. Have you ever cast all those demons? <laughs> Which have got like very bad expressions on their face. Like, ah, I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> and even the devil knows. You know that. He knows. They know. No wonder when those sons of Sceva went and they said, We cast you out in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches. They didn't just know Jesus. They said, Jesus we know. Paul. We also know. The guy had reached ranks in the spiritual realm. They knew him. They had heard. (laughs) The panic you see in the human beings when Paul visited a city was a panic of devils. Not just humans. When they would say the men who've turned the cities upside down. It wasn't just human thinking. Those were being inspired by devils. Now if the humans panic like that, can you imagine the panic that the devils would have? Do you remember the panic of Legion? when Jesus comes and says, do you want to, do you want to, do, do you want us to, like, do you want to torment us before the actual time? And they're like, they negotiated, no, just send us into those pigs. Give us, they even said, give us permission to go in those pigs. And he said, Okay, oh, fine, you have permission. And then to the glory of God, all those pigs died. Okay? They died. They've not, they, didn't, they didn't reproduce. Okay? So to the glory of God. None of you is eating their ancestor. They all went in <laughs> just for control. We needed that one. Now, Exusia. Hi, yeah, Mark 3, verse 13. <laughs> Mark 3, 13. It says, Mark 3, sister from. Um, 13, Mark 3 from verse 13. And he went up on the mountain and called to him those, who he, those he himself wanted, and they came to him. Uh-huh. Then he appointed 12 that they might be with him and that he might send them to preach. He might send them out to preach. Notice the first calling was fellowship. And to have power to heal sicknesses and to cast out devils the word used there for power is exousia and you'll notice you find this very same thing happening in Luke 10 and in Matthew 10 because Matthew, Mark and Luke are synoptic gospels so you go over to Luke and then you'll find their report Luke 10 and then let's look at verse uh, exousia is authority And I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example of authority. Luke 10. I want us to start from verse 17. This is when they came back. Okay? Notice it's synoptic, right? After these things, verse 17, please. You've given me verse 1. It says, then the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord... Even the demons are subject to us in your name. And what did Jesus reply? And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Verse 19. Behold, I give you the authority. What's that? The exousia. To trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And when you do this, you'll be getting a lot of attacks. Is that what it says? Oh no, when you do this, the enemy will hate you, and so because the devil hates you, uh, you'll be failing to sleep. No, is that what it says? Because that's what people believe. What happens? And nothing shall by any means hurt you. There's a preservation that comes with it. Praise God. And then he says, nevertheless, do not rejoice that the demons are subject to your name. Rejoice that your names are written in, in the book of life. In short, this not, is not even the biggest of deals in the world. Now let me give you an example of Exousia. Okay. Um, you give an example of exousia. Let me have two young men. Oh yeah. <laughs> how <are> young? <laughs> no, I want to my boys I can send around. <laughs> huh? Yeah, the boys. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, Ernest, you sit down. Okay. I want you guys to pull him up. Ernest, resist. One person first, try. Resist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a bit of a challenge, right? <laughs> try to do it, the two of you. <laughs> okay, okay, hold on, hold on. <laughs> so, you know what we've just seen? One can take a thousand, right? two can put 10,000 to fly. But wait, wait, wait. I'm, not, I'm not even done. Wow. Ernest, yes, sit. Stand. <laughs> sit. Stand again. Jump. Three times. Okay. Go back and sit. <laughs> what they showed you was dunamis. What I've shown you is exousia. You guys can take the seats. It's authority. When the traffic officer comes in the road and does this. They don't have to hold your car. They don't have to do no. The moment they just do this, it means then it's now authority. Authority has told you to stop. And if you dare disobey. (laughs) You will be followed up. You will be followed up. Because you will be attracting power to follow you up now. I don't know if you are getting my point. A person can be seated in a courtroom. And can make a decision. About how long you will be imprisoned or not. They don't have to lift you. They don't have to come check on you every week to ensure you're still there. They just made a decision and they said it. And it was stamped. Why them? Because they are authorized to do it. Mm -hmm. Do you know that God can give you a territory? Do you know God can give you an area and say, this is your territory. God can give you a family and say, this one is your territory. Nothing moves in, nothing moves out without you knowing and without your authorization. Come on, somebody. God can give you territories. It says, "Ask of me, I'll give you nations." Why, right, that's authority. That's exusia. It's a working of power. It's authority. It's not just for casting out devils. <laughs> so it's authority in jurisdiction, in influence. And here is the interesting thing. Jesus tells the disciples saying, "Oh." You know, I used to, when I first stayed ministry, I was even afraid. <laughs> I was meant to be afraid of preaching in certain areas because I would hear stories. No, that side this, that side this, that side this. And then I went in the scriptures. Then I found all oh, authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go. Ah. All <laughs> oh, exousia has been given to me. Oh, pastor, that area, if you're, if you're going to preach, there are a lot of witches. There. That's where we want to go. <laughs> There's a gentleman I love. I won't mention what he did. Okay, I'll mention what he did. It's very interesting. In the U.S., they were having like an occultic, um, as you give me Acts twenty-six eighteen, I need to be ending soon. I need to pray for a few people. They were having like this occultic uh, convention where they were pitching tents and doing all those funny things. And so, the gentleman also went and pitched his own tent there. (laughs) And wrote, I interpret dreams and visions. And then the organizers eventually had to kick him out because everyone started coming to his line instead. And for him, he was using the name of Jesus. So they had to kick him out. He wasn't afraid of being around them. I remember one time, I think I've told you this one before, when I was at Unza, we walking from a class group, and one girl says, I think she talked about yoga or something, and then, so I asked, oh, are you Buddhist? So she says, no, no, I'm my own god. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you should have seen, like, a smile in my heart, like, <laughs> and... I remember I said, uh, really, tell me about it. Like, okay, if you want to know more, I can introduce you. So what we can do is, when we're done with the group discussion, we'll remain and talk. I'm like, that's fine. <laughs> After the group discussion, she looks at me and says, so, you know, I can read people's aura. I'm like, really? Like, that person, it's blue, so it means this. Oh, okay. That person, it means this. It says, oh. So what about me? And <laughs> she looked at me and then within half a second you should have seen the face, she freaked out she's like, what are you? you're so spiritual, I said okay, so let me explain <laughs> I said because I know what they teach so I said, you know the great being yes, I said, I've met him Ah. <gasps> said, he lives inside of me hey! <laughs> by the time we were done she was there were prayer requests over healing and stuff like that Do you know that the key, someone may be saying, even when it comes to false prophets and the like, the panic here to false teaching is true teaching. That's why we don't panic over false teachers because in Ephesians four, we are told that if we ground you guys, you'll not be tossed to and fro, okay? If somebody false was around and half of you went I would first look at myself and check what I teach. Then, the panacea the to force prophets and people would uh, do, let's say, false signs and wonders. It's power. Why do I say so? Moses didn't write a book about the magicians in Egypt. He said, okay, you want us to go power, power, power versus power, we can, two can play the same game. You throw your stuff, I throw mine. I do water to blood, you do water to blood. But there comes a day when I'll throw dust in the air, (laughs) and then the magicians tend to fear and say, okay, look, this one is the finger of God. There's nothing we can do. It's power versus power. Trust me, people will not gain anything by spending their whole time trying to talk down other people. The reason why people go there is that they're looking for solutions. So you must have the solutions they're looking for. That's why we must be on fire. That's why we must be on power. I don't know if you're getting my point. So there's exousia. Let's finish this off. Acts twenty-six eighteen To open their eyes in order to turn from darkness to light and from the exousia of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by me. So there are people who are under the power of Satan. The word they use there is exousia. They're under the authority of Satan. That's why... They've just woken up and said, today I must go do this. That's the exousia of Satan. That's why you find one of the biggest signs that a person is growing in the faith is self-control. Where their body doesn't tell them what to do, they tell it what to do. And if you've been under the power of Satan today, (laughs) praise God. Okay, let's be quick about this. So we've got dunamis. Yay. Yay. Dunamis, that's great in miracles. It means miraculous power, might, and a great force. A great force. Let me give you an example. The gentlemen who are here, come back. Except this time, yeah, come back, come back. Except this time, be joined by Four more. Wonderful. Wonderful, Ernest, get up. <laughs> Ernest, get up now. Ernest, get up. I said, cancer go okay (laughs) gentlemen wonderful (laughs) listen (laughs) do you know what just happened there whether he likes it or not the force is too great listen I don't know what that sickness in your body has been saying you can take your seats I don't know what that challenge has been saying Perhaps you've been decreeing and declaring and it's seeming to be stubborn. There is what we call dunamis power. This one comes with force. Hey, I don't know if you're getting my point. This force can grab that it can grab that growth. Tear it apart and say you know what, you've you've." I don't know if you're getting my point. Jesus and Jesus says something. He says, don't you know that if I pray, God can send 12 legions of angels. Imagine the amount of force that is. And that's what we're going to see in this service. There is a forcefulness. A forcefulness. A forcefulness. Praise the Lord. I said seven, right? But I'm ending on this one. I'm ending on this one for today. Listen, power can, power, power, power. In John 18, verse 6, they came to arrest Jesus. They said, who is he? He replied, I am he. The Bible says they drew back and fell to the ground. What manner of power was emanating from him? No wonder, (laughs) have you ever, look, they came to him. Maybe you want a pictorial view of it. Come, guys, again. Come, guys. One of you be Jesus. Or this time we came in with one or two ladies. I said, uh, yeah, No, guys, <laughs> falling. Guys, again. Come, guys. Come, guys. Come, guys. Notice, notice, notice. Who's gonna be Jesus? He's uh, <laughs> <laughs> <It's> Jesus. <laughs> Gentlemen, you know what to do. They came to him and they asked, "We have come to arrest Jesus." And what did he respond? I am He. What happened? they drew back and then fell. They drew back. What manner of power was that? What manner of power was emanating? Such that when Peter drew a sword and cut one guy's ear, Jesus just got it, put it back. And then turns to Peter and says, look, if I pray, the Father can send for me 12 legions, almost 24,000 angels and above. He's taken to Pilate. And he tells Pilate, you're only sitting here because I've allowed you to. (laughs) No wonder it says he gave up himself. What manner of power was that? Take your seats, gentlemen. What manner of power? Listen. Power can move. Power can move towards something in the scriptures, can you imagine this woman with the issue of blood she's moving you know, You need to make things about all these things, we need pictorial views this woman with the issue of blood is moving and then she grabs a hold of the hem of his garment she was not the only one who touched him, he was walking in a place it was flooded with people but then Jesus turned and said who touched me, not, he didn't even say who did I touch <laughs> he said who touched me there is, there is a, she had purposed in her heart that what she would get from this was this. And the moment she purposed in her heart, Jesus was no longer in a physical dimension for her. It was now a spiritual. And such that she could touch and power left. And Jesus literally said, I felt power, leave me. In the scriptures, Peter could walk and his shadow, his shadow, The glory had increased to an extent that his shadow grabbed a hold of it. Handkerchiefs and aprons would be taken from the apostle Paul. Paul didn't even tell them what to do. Those aprons and handkerchiefs had no voice. They couldn't even shout. They couldn't even speak. They couldn't say out. They couldn't say in the name of Jesus. And yet when those aprons would be placed on people who are demon possessed, the demons would check out. Why? The power was too, too, too much. And there's an increase in that today. Yes. Praise God. Okay, take your seats. I want all those who have come with a challenge in their body. Raise your hands. Those who came for healing because they've come with a challenge in their body. Raise your hands. Take the pulpit out. Okay. Now, here's the key. The challenge... Is many people wait for hands to be laid. We may not be able to lay hands on all of you. The key is to receive. When you receive, check. Begin to do what you couldn't do. Now, I've got ministers located everywhere. Ministers go to your positions, let them be everywhere. Now, you see them. If you've got any testimony, You quickly go to them. Okay? Let me see the hands again. Those who've got challenges with their body and need to be healed. Okay? Wonderful. And even those watching online, this is your moment. Okay, so if you've got a challenge with your body, raise your hand, please. Now, ministers, you will bring some to the front, some in the house. I'm looking around. There are some people... Who did I promise that I would personally pray for you today? Uh, if I promised I would pray for you today for a challenge in your body, because I know there are some that we talk. Raise your hand, please. If I promised I would pray for you today. Wonderful. Those that I mentioned, I would pray for them today. Bring them to the front. And then... I've noticed the people are not so many. So... Uh, I'm headed ministry team today. Should I have them in the front? They can all come? Okay. Now remember, if you're having, if your challenge is such that you're unable to, maybe there's a stand for a while and the like, inform the usher near you, they can bring you a seat. We, we have no problem with that. So the people that I'm supposed to minister to can be put together. Okay. make sure the people I'm supposed to minister to are put together. If the altar gets too full, some can sit for a moment, then they'll come back. Lord Jesus, I confess you as my Lord. I'm born again. Amen. Keep your hands lifted. Now in the name of Jesus, be filled with the Spirit. Every one of you be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. Ministers, lay hands on them quickly. Be filled with the Spirit of God. Be filled with the Spirit of God. Be filled with the Spirit. Freedom. Freedom. Be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Once they are prayed for, they can go register their names. Welcome home. Praise God. Now, in the blessing today, I want to speak the manifestation of the things that I've been teaching. Now, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I stand as a servant of God and I declare in Jesus' name, abilities are increasing. Abilities are materializing. I release higher levels of grace to command and to make wealth. In the name of Jesus, I release means. I release means. The resources that are needed, the influence that is needed, the human personnel that is needed, the collaborations that are needed, I release that in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, you begin to walk in higher levels of dynamism, Through your hands, miracles, signs, and wonders are wrought. May it be said of you that miracles accompany that one. I declare in the name of Jesus the manifestation of exousia that you shall decree a thing and it shall happen. You shall decree a thing and it shall happen. That person who's watching online in the name of Jesus begin to walk in the name of jesus begin to walk in the name of jesus begin to walk in the name of jesus i command your body to be healed now in the name of jesus you receive strength for life now in the name of jesus you receive zeal there is power that manifests as zeal in the name of jesus receive zeal for life Receive zeal for ministry. Receive zeal. Receive that zeal again. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You are connected to the people you are supposed to be connected to. In the name of Jesus. Those who are supposed to hear your voice. They hear your voice. In the name of Jesus. Those who are supposed to buy your product. They buy your product. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. You are blessed. Your week is blessed, your week is blessed. The power of God works for you, and it works in you, and it works through you, in Jesus' name. Praise God, give the Lord a hand.
0: Oh wow, what a service. I have been so blessed, and I know you have been too. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. You can reach the City of the Lord Church on 77 If you are unable to call, you can email us on thecityoftheLordZambia at gmail.com or reach us on Facebook at the City of the Lord Church. Stay blessed.